Kids and dating. It's a problem as old as time, or at least in American culture. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they didn't used to have dating. Well, you know, the, here, here we are, Ben. As a parent of four adult children, I look back on my kids. Yeah. I, I have a fresh appreciation for arranged marriages. That... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, look. I look, would die to, to live in India right now. It couldn't be any worse than the typical methodology that adolescents use for finding spouses right now. It couldn't be any worse. Oh, no, 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 no. So, I mean, well, to me, I think- Today on Life Talks, today on Life Talks promotes <laughs> planned marriage. I think arranged marriages make sense to me, to be honest with you. I mean, when I was like, when I was in oh, yeah, high school, I'd be like, it. that's the stupidest, dumbest thing ever. But you know, that when you're an adult, now you understand, you're like, I understand what makes a marriage work and what doesn't. I, I can look at someone and be like- that's not going to work out. Yeah, and there's also this, you know, this kind of trope that, you, you know, the kid does not get any voice or, you know, it's it's not like they were marrying for political alliances and the royal families <laughs> did. You know, usually the kids got a little vote in the matter too. Well, but. I yeah, and I think that part of the problem is also there's we just have a, a convoluted understanding of love. And I think that's the other thing that we, yeah. we equate feelings with love. And therefore, if I, my feelings aren't there, then I can't love the person. Yeah, and, and we all know the typical teenager has feelings that are all over the place. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got off on this, but welcome to Life Talks. And my name is Dan. I am with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we are doing a series on family legacy, talking about some of the tough issues that face parents today, trying to put a biblical worldview in to affect on those. And today we're talking about kids and dating. Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe it's because it's fresh in my mind. I've got, I've got, my children are 21, 19, 17. So they're in this, they're in this realm of, of fit, trying to figure out who they're going to spend the rest of their life with. And so well, I'm interested in what you have to say on this. I, I, I will say- I'm just going to complain for the next 20 minutes. Can I, can I, just, can I just vent? We can would I, all understand. Can I complain and vent and, and throw things? Or No, I'm just teasing. The, I grew up in a very unhealthy dating environment, ironically. Um, you know, in a With very independent legal, Baptist? Very legalistic, yeah, but, yeah. but I mean- There I, has to be a Bible, di, Bible distance oh, between you. Oh, we had you. rules. Believe me, we had rules. <laughs> but I mean, they encouraged dating like in middle school. I mean- What? My, no, seriously, my first girlfriend was when I was in eighth grade and I was smitten. Mm. And I did what not- What was her name, Dan? What was her name? Trudy. 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 Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a good 70s name? That's great. Um, but I, I don't- remember having many periods of more than a week or two without having a steady girlfriend yeah. all the way through high school. So you want to know the name of my, my girlfriend in eighth grade? Not really. It's, it's, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. All right. So as much as yours was a great, was it 70s name, 60s name? It was the 70s when the I was 70s in high name. So I dated a girl in eighth grade. Her name was Tiffany. Is that the is that the uh, most eighties nineties name ever? I, I, as soon as you said that, I figured some some <laughs> chick with a tiara on. <laughs> I'm just, and I just said chick. I'm going to get how, so much. Hate yes, mail. you are. How long did your eighth grade romance last? Oh, I dated her off and on. Like she'd break up with me and go out with my best friend, and they'd break up with him and go back with me. It <laughs> oh was just gosh. it was the Moberly's version of Peyton Place. <laughs> it was pathetic. Yeah, oh, and I just honestly goodness. thought that I was just going to be just ruined for life. If I didn't have a girlfriend. I, I mean, it's weird because you look through, you know, you you know your pictures and yearbooks and so forth. Mm -hmm. Every year I went to the 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 high school big banquet we had, I had a different girl. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 well, you can't go with the same girl twice. Then they would think that you're good serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wasn't that many girls in my high school too. So. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's not an independent Baptist thing. It might be a Moberly thing. That that's <laughs> really the been. problem. <laughs> well, even in Moberly, the trees don't fork a lot. Let's just put. That. <laughs> Oh, Same. what are we talking man. about again? I was, I'm totally Dan and I are going down memory lane. <laughs> and we're going to give you know, so much trouble. I uh, just hope none of my own girlfriends are <laughs> listening to this podcast. So, so let's just start off with the basics. Yeah. How soon is too soon? To date? To, yes. <laughs> well, I think that I, 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 this is a hard question because here's, here's what you and I know, okay? I, I'd love for us to, to have this nice, elaborate, beautiful conversation but the reality is it this is so messy at times oh yeah and, and again every kid's different and, and well, i'm not sure if, if this is your experience but we we had this experience and i'm not saying you shouldn't do this but we try to prep our kids and we try to teach them principles and your mother and i we we know who to look you know we know what's going to make a great spouse so make sure you you work with us and but we're giving you the approval of this person that you date and and I, I think what I found is that uh, all the plans kind of got the window went. Because here's the thing: you could say we don't want you to have a girlfriend or boyfriend in high school. We taught, we taught, we told our kids that. Like, listen, it's it's good to have friends. It's good to you might even like someone. It's okay to like someone, but don't date in high school because dating is for the purpose of marriage, and you're not ready for marriage. So there's no sense of having a boyfriend or girlfriend in during that time. So. I mean, if that sounds so wise and it sounds so great, but that then your kid comes home in ninth grade and is like, I'm in love. <laughs> and you're like, you can tell you can have all the rules you want. Yeah, it's not gonna do And so when you, answering that question, you might be able to 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 hopefully instruct and um help your child to understand why having a boyfriend, girlfriend uh, at a young age is a bad idea. Yeah. But 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 once their emotions get involved, then it's it's kind of like you're just trying to manage everything at that yeah. point. I, I think a, a couple of things when it comes to, you know, you're going to have folly, family policies or, or, or rules, mm -hmm. and you're going to have family principles. Ooh, I like and that, I think Dan. you need to have both. Write and you need to let down. them know way in advance. So my principle would be, and and and, and I got to say, again, my experience with my, my four adult, my children are adults now, but, you know, the dating years are complicated without mm -hmm. a doubt. Mm -hmm. But but I would say the principle is delay dating as long as you possibly can. I think that's the way the parents that's ought to approach it. That's a great idea. And by the way, there's statistical reasons for that. Um, for example, um, kids that give up their virginity, they are likely to lose their virginity earlier by, based on how soon they start that's dating. Right. That's right. Uh, kids that get married too soon or end up divorcing their first spouse, often there's a correlation. The earlier they started getting interested in these kind of things, this, the, the faster the treadmill started kicking Do you know what in. my dad's saying always used to be? The sooner you start the car, the sooner you're going to want to drive. That's what my dad used to say. There's a lot of and, truth. And in I that. think that's the, the reality is I think you it's natural for a young man and a young woman who have got hormones pumping through their their bodies mm -hmm. to to want to have that kind of they're going to have that attraction, they're going to have they're going to want some level of does someone see me? Does someone like me? Does someone uh you know want to be with me? And that's a that's a good desire. And I think one of the things that when I look at the the what the Bible teaches, there's a great saying in Sol Song of Solomon um, that 
that and I can't remember who says it, but do not awaken love before it's time. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is there's a right time. It, if you awaken love before you're ready, you're going to cause all kinds of problems yeah. for yourself and for others. Yeah. And, and that's why I think delaying dating is so important because <clears throat> think of it as a timeline. When is a kid normally ready to, to be married? You know, that age has extended where it used to be. It used to be for a girl, it was right out of high school. Mm. You know, my mom got married right out of high school. Yeah. My Um, grandmother got married right out of high school. And and where I grew up and in my generation, it was not uncommon for senior girls to get engaged Mm. with the idea that either the summer or the year after the summer that they graduate from high school, they get married. And if you weren't married by the time you were 23 or 24, something was a little (laughs) off. Yeah, you're like. It's really. Yeah. Yeah. But times change and and, and I get that. But let's just say that, you know. You have a goal of being married when you're 22 or 23. So if you're, and I'm going to make an assumption that it's not necessarily a safe assumption to make, but I believe this is the biblical standard and we always want to default to that. And that is you shouldn't be having sex before you're married. That's, 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 that's a very biblical, very ancient, yeah. very wise. I mean, put the, put the positive adjective before that, but that is God's holy standard. Mm-hmm. It's been proven, um, you know, just... The, the re, if you look at the general revelation, if people that do not do that end up having all kinds of problems, it's just, it makes the most logical sense. It makes the most biblical sense. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think that's what we should aspire to our yes. kids is to 100%. live biblical lives. So that being in mind, if you started dating when you were 14, you're not going to get married till you're 24. That's 10 years of being in their proximity without having sex. One of, <laughs> one of, one of the three things is going to happen. Yeah. You're going to break up with them mm-hmm. or you're going to start having sex before you're married. That's right. Or you're going to get married too soon. One yes. of those three things yes. is going to happen. Yeah. So it, it, we we have to be really cognizant of what we're putting in front of our children in terms of mm. the runway mm-hmm. and whether that's what's what's best for them. So um, I, I think delaying, but I think it's also reasonable to say, you know what, um, if you let your 14-year-old entertain a member of the opposite sex in their bedroom at your house alone, unchaperoned, well, I hope you, you. I hope you like getting called grandpa. Or uh, well, you, I mean that, but, that that's you just mentioned the difference between a rule and a and a principle, yeah. right? I mean that that's that is definitely and that's leading to some of the other questions we're going to deal with. But yeah, I, and that's and kind of like do a sideways move into it. I think if you don't have these rules, it, you, you know, I would question whether or not any kind of single dating at all needs to be occurring prior to 16, 17, 18 years yeah. of age. I, so let me ask you a question: What about the whole? courting movement because that's been a very big um so that especially was, amongst the homeschool yeah. crowd like you know we don't date we court and so we hang out at each other's houses and so that was popularized by two different movements one of them was the bill gothard movement mm-hmm. the bill gothard movement is who produced the Dugers. Mm-hmm. and by the way one of the Duger daughters has ooh, i like saying is that. it Duger or Duggar? it probably is Duggar. Duggar daughter, one of the Duggar daughters, <laughs> wrote a book recently on mm-hmm. how she escaped without abandoning her Christianity. Escaped that. I'm I'm pretty familiar with the Bill Gothard Institute of Basic Luce, yeah. Basic Youth Conflicts. Uh, I actually went to one or two of their seminars mm-hmm. back in the '80s. Um, but they they were big into into courting, um, and 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 then they found out that the guy who wrote all of that had been molesting women for years. The mm. <laughs> the other branch of that was a guy by the name of Josh Harris. Yep. Josh wrote a book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. That became almost like you carried your Bible when you were oh, when I was and you carried yes, I Kissed Dating was Goodbye. that was so huge when I was younger. So, so, and if you know the story of Josh Harris, he has deconverted. Yeah. He has divorced his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has shown, while he's not 
made any public announcements. He's shown a huge affinity for the gay community. Yeah. Um, and uh, he has also quit publishing the book and asked that it be withdrawn and, and yeah. not used anymore. At the same time, I think there were a lot of sound principles in both of those movements. So I would say don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's some things that should be considered in those books. Yeah. But the, again, the bottom line is the Bible doesn't talk about dating. And it, I think it doesn't. That, so we got to use common and, sense. And I think that's what I here's the here's the positives when it comes to courting, if you want to call it courting, right? It involves the family. It involves the parents. And I think if you're going to again, the Bible doesn't talk about dating because the Bible was written in a in a Middle East ancient Middle Eastern culture which they did arrange marriages. Yeah. And the whole reason why the biblical if you want to talk about biblical principles, um the biblical principle that's involved is that moms and dads know what's best for son and daughter mm-hmm. on who would make a great spouse. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biblical principle that whenever you see someone finding a, a spouse, you don't see them uh you know trying to find one on their own they're always leaning on someone who's you know Abraham when he's trying to find a son for I or or uh, a wife for Isaac he sends his servant I want you to find this kind of person from our family line who's not who doesn't you know isn't a bad idolater so the whole idea is bring someone who's of like faith than us that we can trust and but Isaac I mean it says I think he was around 40 when he got married it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he was come on dad hurry up I mean it was he trusted his dad to know when he was ready and to find the right person. And I just think we are fighting we are fighting this uphill battle constantly with our young people that there's this mentality that um I need to I need to feel good, I need to experience the fullness of life at this age. There's never an understanding of delayed gra- you know delayed gratification. gratification yeah. It's an in, entitlement in, 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 in any way shape or form and it's I know better than than you do. And so you know, if you're a young person listening to this, you you have to really look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself something. Do you know more about marriage than your parents? Yeah. I mean, just an- just answer that question. If you do, if you think that you do, you are what the Bible calls a fool because mm-hmm. you think you know more than your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to it's hard to handle a fool. But right. we I I bring this up to say. At some point, kids are going to have to look at their mom and dad and say, I trust you. Even if you feel like their rules are, are weird and they're blah, 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 but it's, but you know what? God has given them to you for this season and for this time. And God knew in his sovereignty and providence, he has put you into their home. And whatever their standard is for you or whatever their influences or whatever their uh, principles or rules are, just know that God knew exactly that you would have these principles and rules around you, and so thank God for them. Yes. All right, so and, 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 parents, I, you can tithe. <laughs> tithe? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> the, 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 the reality also is that there are no simplistic answers to this. There are no formulas, no, they're, no, they're, no you know, like I said, Sunday morning, no silver bullet, no secret right. sauce. Yep. The, but <clears throat> um, it is not something that you should just be ignoring. These conversations need to be held once your kids begin puberty. Why do we date? How, how? What is the person that we would want to spend the rest of our life with? What is the purpose of marriage? Where does sex fit in in this That's project? Right. And when is sex acceptable? Yeah. These are kind of questions that most parents just say, oh, I can't wait to talk to my kid about this. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's a part of parenting, and we need to do the things that are right, not the things that are simply in, easy. In, and let me just say this, that you make such a great point, but Mom and dad, number one, you got to be on the same page. You have to be on the same page for this, which means you have to decide what these rules and principles are for your kids and for your family before Johnny comes home and says, 
I'm so and so's my girlfriend. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. What yeah. you know? What the train has left if, the if station. If you at that point. are, if you are constantly reacting to what your kids are doing, you're, you're going to lose that battle. So you have to think through the situations of how are we going to handle these things, um, with with principles, with rules, with standards, with boundaries, um, but also you know a lot of grace, a lot of mercy, mm-hmm. and and knowing that, um. We're, there's just going to be certain things that you're going to have to cry out to God for or lean on other people for, you know? So, all right. We, we, I can mean, we get to one more question? Yeah, because there's so much more stuff on this we can talk. So we, I don't know whether we want to get to two episodes or how you want to do oh, this. Oh, well, well, it might be three episodes. Who knows? Okay. I only have five questions written down, but... And we've gotten one. So. Uh, uh, this one <laughs> I feel like is we're in one, one of your sermons. This is the... I feel like we're in one of your sermons, Dan. Oh, this is just cheap. <laughs> that is just cheap. I've got Accurate, five points and there's five minutes left. Britt, hold on, buddy. We're going to get through this. <laughs> I, are, pulled, are, I pulled back the veil a little bit. Are you done mocking me? <laughs> Seriously. You know, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> I'm going to ask number six when there's only five questions, okay? So here's where we're going. What do you do? do you, is it right to have a policy that says your kids have to date believers? Well... I think you should have that policy. I think that's the biblical, again, this is teaching principles to your children. I mm-hmm. think if you're going to teach your kids about who to look for, it's it's biblical, right? Um, that And give us the biblical basis. For I it. mean, 1 Corinthians, you should not be unequally yoked, right? And that, that's, that's part of it. How can walk together unless they be agreed? So... And, and that's, yeah, but, and, and but, I hate even proof texting this. It's just a basic principle. If you, if you were to read the entire New Testament, you would understand that. There's there's never a purpose and a reason for someone to to marry someone who's not of the faith if they have a choice. But but here here's because there are people pulling out their keyboards right now to send us a text who are going to tell you that I I call it evangel dating, but or missionary dating, missionary yeah. dating who yeah. are going to say yeah, but I I was dating this person and I brought him to church and they got saved. And, and, and here's and the other I, thing: God's, every... God's grace in unusual circumstances does not negate the the. Some, sometimes God blesses us in spite of our. Well, stupidity. and Dan, what I would say is, for every one of those emails we would get, I have ten more that would of of other people that say. I married someone that I should not have married because I felt like I was afraid I wouldn't meet anyone else. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, and then, and they have they have struggled with this reality. Now, again, sometimes people they they, they come to faith while they're in when they're in a marriage. And there are some who pretend to come to faith, and then as soon as the because I've Abs- seen that happen oh, up close and personal. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of issues when it comes to uh, when you're when you're looking for a spouse. Look. If you're if you're a young person, look for their character and for their faith. If they love, you want to marry someone who loves Jesus most and best, yeah. because they will love you way 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 better if they love Jesus more than they love you know than making you into an idol. And so, look for that kind of person. That is so huge when you're looking for a spouse. Do they love Jesus? And so... And, and I think alternatives to dating are something that we should... I mean, we're just all over the place. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm losing my mind we because I, li- the box. I like to think in struct lists and order and so forth, but I, I, I need to stick this one in as we get short on time, is we, we need to refine, redefine dating completely. 
when again, if you put a 14-year-old boy with a 13-year-old girl, Bible studies do not break out spontaneously. <laughs> that's that's not what's going to happen. Right? But if you put a group of 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds together, they'll play table games, they'll go out for for ice cream, they'll laugh, they'll be silly, they'll be, you know, rude and you know, all the other things teenagers do. But they're not going to participate, perhaps, in the same level of of intensity of mm. hormones mm. that they would if it's just two of them. And yeah. so I would say as a parent, encourage group fellowships, group activities, mm-hmm. group things. Invite them over to your house. I, I often said this, you know, most of us have a room in our house where we've got all the nice furniture and and nobody's allowed to sit in it. We just look at it, yeah, right? Yeah. I would take that room and take a big can of Hershey's chocolate and just redecorate the furniture, break <laughs> it in real good, get you some table games and video games and maybe even a pool table, stick it in there yeah. and let that be the place where the kids gather Yeah. and let them have fun in there, whether it's in your basement or your garage or your backyard or something, have a place where the kids gather, not one-on-one, but five on, you know, five and seven and, and, and yeah. the different, the different ways. Right. You'll be setting your kids up to learn how to engage with members of the opposite gender in a way that is healthier than if it's just one-on-one and I don't, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do yeah. you want to do? Have you ever kissed anybody? Yeah. And next thing you know, your yeah. grandpa. Well... <laughs> Oh my goodness! I would have loved to have been one of your kids. Oh no, you. No, this, is, this is why you don't do this. <laughs> every every line of argument ends with. My kids and, then are, I'm, and then I'm a grandpa. <laughs> my kids are in their thirties and they're still in therapy. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, we're out of time. We're, we're out of time. All right. So we're going to come back and visit us. Ben, yes. it's always just fun talking about this kind yes. of stuff, particularly at this stage in our life where we have zero control over our children. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope you all have, hopefully, somewhere in this mess of a podcast, you got an idea or whatever. Maybe you have a question. Anytime you want to ask us a question, send it to lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. But as always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.